0: So in this podcast, we're going to talk about those non-parental ways in which our confidence, our self-image can be affected. We're actually going to do this all week, not just in this podcast. This one is going to start it out. And today I want to start out with physical appearance. Um, You know, this could be anything from you feeling like You have a bigger nose or you are taller than other kids, your freckles, your weight, um, you're too light, you're too dark, perhaps you're multicultural or multiracial, and you feel like you don't fit into any one crowd. These places where we compare ourselves are the deepest insecurities of self-judgment and insecurity because nobody gave it to us. Right? That that's not to say media doesn't play into this and even uh children's programming and magazines and commercials doesn't play into it. It it for sure does. Especially nowadays. I mean, I'm speaking kind of from my generation which is, you know, 80s and 90s. I was born in 81. Um but, you know, when we think about the the children who are growing up today, this mass influx of influencers and what's popular and who's pretty and what's on TikTok and who's getting the likes and what do they look like and what do they have. I mean, it is, it can be very, very diminishing to a child. But for my audience, the audience that listens to me, we grew up in that space where we were introduced to technology. Um, maybe it became a bigger part of your life in, in your teens or for some of us myself in my 20s. But we were really still looking at catalogs and print and teen bop, you know, these these magazines that you would have to buy. We were looking at the commercials for Miller's Outpost and... Um, comparing ourselves to those people. MTV was a huge thing. So we're looking at, you know, music videos like Lauren Hill and the Fugees. We're looking at people like Gwen Stefani and No Doubt. And so no matter really where you fall on that spectrum, you are comparing yourself, right? Well, you know, look at Lauren Hill and and, you know, she's wearing her natural hair, and my natural hair doesn't look like that. Or you're looking at, you know, Gwen Stefani thinking, like, oh my god, I wish I could wear that crop top and those, like, Janko jeans, but, like, my midriff is not, like, not gonna pull this off, right? And so those, those deep insecurities that we put on ourselves, that you know, we want to be like other people. We're looking at the people in our classroom and they don't maybe necessarily look like us. Even if you were from the States, right? I was born in California. I was born in Long Beach, California. So I was born in the OC. I grew up in Southern California. And I compared myself to so many people. I had this Um, red, you know, hair that always came through. It looked brown like, you know, just sitting at my desk. But if the light hit it, just this red would pop up. I had more freckles than I would have liked. Less freckles than some. um, But more freckles than I would have liked. And these giant green eyes. I got called the Jolly Green Giant. Oh, by the way, I was also 5 foot... Eight by the time I was in sixth grade, so I'm a tall girl. For those of you who don't know, Um, so I had a size 11 shoe, and I was already five foot eight in the sixth grade, and I would continue to grow. Um, And I just, I didn't look like anyone else, and everyone else had that typical like Southern California OC look. Blonde hair, blue eyes, blonde hair, brown eyes, right? The Jessica Simpson look. And I'm over here with my auburn hair, my green eyes, my freckles. Oh, by the way, um, you know, I'm in foster care, so let's, like, let that one in. (laughs) Every time a school project came around and, you know, we had to do timelines of you know, when did you walk? When did you do this? I'm just over here like, I don't know. And the teacher's telling me to make it up. So there's, there's so many places where we ourselves, again, not that we're not influenced, but we're looking at other kids from a very young age. And um, one of the things that I know I carried with me that I still carry with me today is that I cannot draw worth a lick, okay? It is not in my arsenal. I got a pretty badass arsenal. I'm proud of it now. Um, But if I try to draw a stick figure, like, it'll laugh at me, like, real, real bad. And I remember being in grade school and people putting their projects up on the wall. And I was so ashamed to have my project put up on the wall. I was so ashamed to have, you know, my, my color... Whatever it was, you know, my art project put up there because it was just so horrific. (laughs) That's how I felt anyways. And so, you know, we can carry this with us from kindergarten, even earlier. These places of, you know, self-diminishment. And it only gets worse with age, right? Right. Because as we age, we're getting a little bit more awkward and we're coming into our bodies. And, um, you know, I can remember for the longest time, I did not like my nose. Hated my nose. Every time I would smile on a photo, my nose would flare. I'm like, I'm not smiling. (laughs) It looks awful. I needed to grow into my nose. Um, And anyone who says, like, anytime I tell someone that, they're like, you have the smallest nose of, like, anybody I know. Well, my face grew a whole lot then, okay? Because, let me tell you, as a little bitty bitty pumpkin, that nose was like half the face. And I did that to myself, right? I did that in self-comparison, looking at other people's noses and like, you know, then you get insecure about it. And man, if you're insecure about something, don't other kids latch on. They just know, And then, you know, I'm going to speak specifically to, you know, females right now. We get to that age where it's like, oh, other girls are shaving. We're not shaving. Should we be shaving? Oh, they're plucking their eyebrows. Do I have a unibrow, right? There's all of this. I should be doing this. I should not be doing this. Maybe you want to do it. Maybe your mother or your father or your caregiver won't let you do it, right? You don't have the opportunity to do it. For someone like myself who is in foster care and now the system, Um, there was no sense of, like, my body to my foster parents. It's not like... They were like, oh, do you shave your legs? Do you want to shave your legs? Oh, you got a unibrow. Like, nobody cared about that, right? They were not invested in my soul. This this was a flat-out survival thing. You take the kid into your house. You feed him. You get some money for him. And, like... Make sure they stay alive. But we have so many things. And we carry that with us, right? In adulthood. I still compare my body to other women's bodies. I still compare, um, you know, what I look like. Or even how tall I am. To this day, I will always wear flats if I go out with my friends. Because I'm already taller than everyone else. And even though I'd love to wear a wedge sometimes, even though I'd love to, like, just have a very sexy outfit with some, like, beautiful shoes, I'm going to legit be, like, 6'2 in in a little pair of heels. I'm going to be giant. And it's going to look stupid and it's going to look awkward. And I have that conversation with myself, right? Now, none of my friends have said, like, you can't wear heels. Don't wear heels around us. Oh my gosh, you're a Sasquatch. But I say it to myself, right? You're such a sequoia tree. You're so big. You're so tall. Blah, blah, blah. And so we carry it. We do carry it. It's real. It's, it's you know, part of our nature, weirdly enough. And then there's places where we can reclaim. If you follow me on social media, if you know me in, in the real, real, um... That aspect of my hair, oh man, have I reclaimed that. My hair has been every single color. Um, I have been in a red phase for a while. I really pulled myself out of red for a long time. I was blonde in high school. I was blonde when my first baby was born. Um, then I stayed just pretty much kind of my own hair color. Oh, pardon me. I'm going <sighs> to no edits um and you know I've been I've been black I've been I've been so many colors I've been so many colors um but there is something about these last few years where reclaiming those beautiful reds like different shades of reds I've been coppery strawberry blondish like red red not Ronald McDonald red but um you know, like a super bright red. Um, I'm currently red. I'm multiple shades of red right now and I, I might change it. You know, you never know. When I went to this appointment to decide what I was going to do, I was like, well, maybe I'll go back lavender. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go over here. Maybe I'll go like seafoam green. <laughs> you know, it's, to me, it's an adventure now, but my hair was such an insecurity for me. So there are places where we can naturally reclaim those things that we've been insecure about. Um, I There are people who know me from my hair. I could be walking in a store, and people know, they'll see my hair before they see me. Um, but there's other things, you know? There's other things like my height. Um... I have always been curvy so even when I was like a hundred pounds lighter in high school and I was super super tiny needed to eat a sandwich or four um, you know collarbones sticking out shoulder bones sticking out super super tiny Um, I still always had hips and I still always had a rack that that TNA it was always there. So while I was five foot ten and like a hundred and forty pounds, which is super slim, dad I, I just I had a badonkadonk and a rack. <laughs> so I have always been very curvy and over the years um, as my weight has ebbed and flowed, it's gone up, it's gone down, it's gone up, it's dropped 50 pounds, it's gone up. Um, and it's and it's all emotional, right? I know that about myself. I know that about my weight. Um, if I have a breakup, y'all I'm gaining 30 pounds. Um, if I get into a relationship and I'm really happy, I can lose 50 pounds in like four months. I just recently had this big old debacle with my co-parents. Gain 20 pounds. Um, I have a true connection with my emotion and my weight. And it's all like chemicals. It's like cortisol hell. But we do this, right? We we have those places where we still go, Oh, you know. Um, maybe I should get a, a juice fast. Maybe I should, you know, go on this this new fad diet. Maybe I should do keto. Maybe I should do collagen. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. Whatever it is, right? But we're looking for the fix typically. I'm going to say typically, okay? Typically not because we like want to be heart healthy and like drop our cholesterol and, um, you know, we're thinking about the longevity of our life and we're thinking about, um, you know, the the stress we're putting on our knees and we're thinking about, you know, our back aging and osteoporosis. No, we're thinking we'd like to be two to four to six gene sizes smaller. That's what we're thinking about. We're thinking that like, bikini season is around the corner. And, um, you know, you have to be a certain size to wear that you have to look a certain way to wear that that's what we have in our heads. That's what society has all the things. So you know, these are these are the deep, deep rooted ones because they they come from internally and we self manifest them, self perpetuate them, like we were talking about on the weekly wrap up. Um, and so, you know, the thing that we need to do is really address it, right? Get radically honest. I talk about that all the time. Getting radically aware, radically aware, and radically honest. What are your things? for me, the last few years, it's been my weight. Like, I know my weight is up. I know it's tied into my emotions. It frustrates me because I could work out five days a week and like literally not drop a single pound. I can starve myself, not drop a single pound. I've I've done it all. Um, This is a chemical thing and it, it has to be handled at a chemical level. And when I'm under stress, I mean, there's I wouldn't say there's no reason for me to eat well, of course, heart, joints, bones, osteoporosis, but I know this about myself. I know that I get insecure, right? Or I'm, I wouldn't say insecure. I know that I am aware of my height all the time. I know that I'm always trying to appear smaller because I just feel gigantic. Compared to some of my friends, some of my closest, most beautiful confidants and friends are like 5'2. If I stand up straight, I'm 5'10. Over the years, I've I've done a whole lot of slouching. I've had a car accident, which has contributed. And so, typically on the the day-to-day, with a little bit of slouchy and and some back-breaking issues. I'm like 5'9ish. But it's rare. It's rare that I go out in a group of friends and I can look someone eye to eye. I'm always looking down at people. And that's not what gets me. It's that people are always having to look up at me. And I'm, I am noticing. I am feeling how freaking tall I am. So anytime we can uh, sit down with friends, I'm like, sit down. (laughs) I do not want to be standing up next to my friends because I just feel like I stick out like a sore thumb. Now, can I do anything about that? No, I can't change my height. I mean, I guess perhaps I could like lop my legs off at the knees or, you know, go swimming out in the Pacific with some sharks. Um, Although sharks really don't care about you in the water. That's a that is a way another topic I will not get on but there are things that that I can do for my soul right I can stand up straight I can be proud of my height I I love that I can reach things off shelves I love that I can reach the top of my refrigerator for ugh, refrigerator I love that I can use all the shelves in my cupboard and not have to get a stool. Um, you know, when I go to Target and there's things on like the top top shelf cuz it's back stock, I can just kind of, you know, bump it up and and get it out. There are so many places where my height has served me. And quite frankly, my my second insecurity, my weight, being this tall, helps this number. I'm just saying if I were 5'2 and this same weight, um my knees would be worse and my back would be worse. Um you know all of these things, right? So it's getting to a place of, you know what, I'm going to love myself in this body. Just as I love myself in the body that's 50 pounds lighter. Just as I loved myself in the body that was well I didn't love myself in the body that was hundred pounds lighter. I sure didn't, but I'm going to love myself in my height. I'm going to love myself, um, with my big green eyes. You guys, I photo off my freckles. This is a story that I've told, um, you know, a few times before, maybe like two or three, but I had, I no longer have this person in my life. I had a friend in my life who was an esthetician. And was always trying to get me to do Botox or do a facial or do something. And she kept commenting on my freckles. And I was like, you know, I'm trying to learn to love my freckles. You know, there's a lot of sentiment behind them. I I spent a lot of time on the beach and out in the sun and playing with my friends. And she said, well, yeah, but it's still skin damage. And I just got so insecure about it that I let her do a photo facial on me. And it really only took one. (laughs) And all those freckles are gone. And now I'm looking at my 15-year-old daughter who has that same freckle pattern. And I'm like, oh, why did I do it? Why did I do this? I wish I had him back. I wish I wouldn't have done it. And, I mean, that was just a photo facial. I think about people who go to extreme lengths, right extreme surgeries, whatever that is for body modification adding adding bits or taking away bits um because we're doing both now right we're we're taking out the bits, we're putting bits in other bits, we're adding bits um and you know i I probably would have said back then that no, it's for me, i you know this is this is sun damage and i shouldn't have it and she's right and it increases my my risk of cancer but the reality is that i just wasn't strong enough to tell her to shut up that's the reality of it i i just wasn't strong enough to tell her to shut up um so getting to this place of radical acceptance where we know the things about ourselves that we're insecure about we know where we pick and pull at ourselves, but we're gonna love ourselves anyway, right? Like we're gonna show up the size we are. We're going to love this life, We're going to engage in this life. We're not gonna hold ourselves back. We're not going to, you know, well, I will start dating when I'm smaller, Or I will, you know, buy the cute clothes when I get augmentation or, you know what, I will smile in photos when I get the braces, right? None of this, like, if, when, if, then statement. Just do it now at the size you're at, right? Love yourself. Go date. Wear the lingerie. In the skin you are in, love yourself. So Heather Homework um, for this podcast is just to, I mean, we all know, right? This is this is two-minute homework. Is to think about the things that you know you pick apart about yourself. That you get on yourself about. And make a choice, right? I would write it down in your phone memo section, something like that. Where you choose that from hearing this forward. That you're going to love yourself in this body. And that doesn't mean that there won't be places where you're like, I'm going to love myself in this body, so I am going to work out because I love my body, so I work out. Not that I work out because I hate my body. But I work out because I love me. Or, you know what? I'm going to go buy the pair of high heels because, you know what? Who cares if I look like a Sasquatch? They're pretty ski- they're pretty shoes. Um you know, where? you know what, I'm going to embrace this nose. I'm going to embrace these freckles. I'm going to embrace this natural hair. I'm going to embrace my complexion, um, how light I am, how dark I am. I'm going to embrace the cultures that I am if I'm multicultural. I'm going to embrace my natural hair and not be forced into feeling like I have to have, you know, a sew-in Um I'm all of these things, right? So, I just want you to think about the places where you have built that insecurity. Right? Radical acceptance. Yep. I did it. I thought about it. I self-perpetuated it. Then other people knew and then insecurities flew and all the things, right? And we're going to talk this week about... You know, when it's when it's other people, right? When it's perhaps our peers or, you know, our siblings, our parents, our grandparents. When it's teachers. When, you know, we, we feel inadequate in our education. When we feel inadequate financially. All these other things, right? We are going to touch on them. But just for today. Think about the places where over the last 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. You've continued to harp on yourself and what that does, right? It's building the narrative that that aspect of you is not good. And let me tell you something, all aspects of you are good. Every single aspect of you is great. Now, do we sometimes have some characteristics that we want to change, some patterns, some cycles? Like, heck yeah, for sure. But you as a human being are worthy and beautiful and lovely and great, and your shoe size doesn't matter, the size of your nose doesn't matter, your complexion, right? None of that diminishes you as a human being. But we do it so often, we do it to ourselves. So Heather homework, mentally jot down, or I always like when you, you actually write it down. What are those things? Be aware of them. Be aware and have that conversation in your head. A majority of us have that running dialogue in our head. And so when you catch that coming up of like, you know, you're out shopping and you're like, oh, I'd really love to buy that. But like, I feel like I'm not small enough for that. Or I feel like I don't have the ass for that. I feel like I don't have the tits for that. I feel like I don't have the muscle definition for that. I feel like I'm too short for that. I feel like I'm too tall for that. Um Be aware of that dialogue and go, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Hold on. Do I like the dress? I like the dress. Okay, I'm going to put the dress on my body. And I'm going to wear the dress on this body. Instead of holding back and not buying something because you think it's not meant for your body, right? There's this uh, really fun little meme GIF, gif picture out there that says... Um, How to have a bikini body. Step one, buy a bikini. Step two, put the bikini on your body. There, you have a bikini body, (laughs) right? And that's how simple it is. It's just our inner dialogue and, and how we deal with it. So be aware of the dialogue. Be aware of when it comes up. Be aware of how much it comes up, right? How often are you doing this to yourself? How often are you depriving yourself or... Thinking you aren't worthy of something or holding back or judging yourself against another woman, how often do you do it? All right, we will talk tomorrow. All right, Rev, see you later.